This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be back with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and World Ministries International for another warning broadcast. Today is a live broadcast here on Friday, March 24th, 2023. Hope you'll go during this program over to worldministries.org and check out the ministry. Dr. Hanson, you want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Father God, we want to thank you for who you are, Lord. We're in a time and an age when each day something new is happening. Each day you wonder if World War III has started. Each day you wonder what new areas of control have they implemented digital control through the money system. Each day we're wondering what's going to happen today. Father God, let us be aware of the circumstances and let us be engaged in doing what we can to represent you. Because this nation, the only thing that's going to survive America is a great awakening. Without a great awakening, this nation is damned. It's going to go under communist control and eventually millions of people are going to die. Judgment is going to come without a repentance. They're already trying to topple the republic, evil forces trying to move us into this new world control, this new world order, total control. So Father God, help us now, help the church to wake up so they can be engaged, so they can save this nation, so we can move and bring revival throughout the nations because only the church will save the nations. We love you, we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I'm going to, instead of sharing something live, I'm going to share something I spoke the last few weeks to our staff at World Ministries International. I'm going to share why God delays answering prayers. Many people ask that question. Why are my prayers being delayed? Why aren't they being answered? There are reasons. Now, sometimes we don't like those reasons, but there are reasons why our prayers aren't answered. They're not answered the way we want them to be. This is something, again, that could be a lot more than the time allotted to go into great detail. Also, I'm going to be speaking on the reckoning. There is a reckoning coming. And we're going to see that each one of us, we're going to have to stand before God and answer for the deeds done in the body. It doesn't matter if you're born again. You're going to stand before God not to be sentenced to the lake of fire, but to answer for the deeds done in the body. What are you going to get as a reward? Are you going to get something? Or are you going to go away with your head down low and totally ashamed of how you spent your life, how you spent your money, how you spent your time? These are things we better become aware of because just as soon as the spirit leaves the body, let me tell you something, you're going to have a day of reckoning. That day on earth is over. And some people don't want that day of reckoning. But we have a chance today to change the course of the future as far as the day of reckoning, if we are wise. If not, we will be ashamed when we stand before Almighty God. Frankly, I think most Christians are going to be totally ashamed. Let's go to why God delays answering our prayers right now. I want to welcome all of you that are tuning in to this warning program, television, listening on radio, social media. Welcome. It's a live audience staff of World Ministries International and their families in our chapel here at World Ministries International. Today I'm going to speak on why God delays answering our prayers. Why God delays answering our prayers. This is something most people, if not 
every person at one time in their life has asked. Now, some people have been veterans. They're still asking that. Now, again, you understand the word of God, you should understand it. The sermon should be just repetition. There's reasons God doesn't answer our prayers on our time schedule. A lot of you have taken classes even in this room. Watchmen and others have told us why God deals with us to kill us. In other words, our carnality. Truly, it's a true statement. The Holy Spirit can't move you in powerful ways until you get out of the way. Some people might not want to hear that, but that is just the reality of it. The Bible teaches there are reasons why our prayers sometimes are not immediately answered. David Wilkerson said, in adversity, he, God, teaches us about the depths of his love. In adversity, I did a series a few years ago on the movers and shakers of the Great Awakening and how they learned the depths of his love through much adversity, some of them on the verge of death, and how they would do anything to serve God, anywhere to be in a service led by the Holy Spirit. They would go any distance. They hungered and thirsted, not like the church today. You say, why don't we have another Great Awakening? Most of the church doesn't want it. Well, sure we want it. No, you don't. You're not willing to pay the price. Revival is here. It's in you or it's not in you. If you don't see it manifested around you, it's because you are not moving with revival. Watchman Nee would say, quote, God is killing you, the carnal, prideful person, so the spiritual man can be used, unquote. We humans have so much pride that needs to be burnt out of us that it takes a lifetime of problems to continue to sanctify us before God can use in greater anointings and miracles. In Isaiah chapter 29, the prophet Isaiah warns the people in Jerusalem that they were about to face a great test of faith, where they would be humbled as they would wake up one day and see a vicious Assyrian army outside of their walls. You know, we are at that point in America of an invading army. We have raging wolves right now in our government, raging wolves in many of the churches. Paul warned of raging wolves coming in, twisting the word of God for their personal gain, but no longer making the word of God powerful, effective. It's no longer preached and taught as Jesus did, as, as it is even written. They've manipulated it. Now you're supposed to be saved if you say, I love Jesus. Well, that means the devil's saved. Mental ascent. We recognize he's real. But what happened to the three years that Jesus walked and taught? You think he wasted his time? That's what you're supposed to be living. Not just say, Jesus is God. That's mental recognition. Yes, he is God, and everybody knows it. The devil knows it. But what happened to the three years of holiness, righteousness, what he taught you to live? If you love me, keep my commandments. You cannot take away those three years and say you're born again. You're not born again. You had the hypocrisy or deception to say a, a, a word of acknowledgement that he is God. So what? That doesn't impress God. In fact, judgment will fall on you if you don't live by those three years. Isaiah 29, 1 through 24, we're going to use it as our study guide today. Point number one, woe to Jerusalem, judgment on Judah. Note, Ariel, which means the Lion of God, is another name for Jerusalem. Isaiah 29, 1 through 6, woe to Ariel, or Jerusalem, the city where David dwelt, and you, year to year, let them kill sacrifices. Okay, so what? You do sacrifices. If you don't live by the word of God, your sacrifices mean nothing. So what? You drop some money in the offering plate. If you don't live by the word of God, your money means nothing. Yet I will distress Ariel, Jerusalem, in other words, the people in it, and there shall be heaviness and sorrow, and it shall be unto you, me as Ariel. It shall be unto me as Ariel. You know, God doesn't like it when we Live a life that brings judgment. I don't like it if my children live a life, turn away from the word of God, and now they have, so to speak, judgment or problems in their life. I don't like it. It hurts me. And I will camp against thee round about and will lay siege against thee with a mount, and I will raise forts against thee. 
In other words, the Lord is allowing this, this army to discipline the people of God. He's allowing it. Our topic is why God delays answering our prayers. Thou shall be brought down and shall speak out of the ground and thy speech shall be low out of the dust and thy voice shall be as one that has a familiar spirit out of the ground and thy speech shall whisper out of the dust. Wow. Words of vanity. Death. Moreover, the multitude of thy strangers shall be like small dust and the multitude of terrible ones shall be as chaff that passeth away. Yea, it shall be at an instant suddenly. Like the sea, the sands of the sea. So many problems, so many enemies. Thou shalt be visited of the Lord of hosts with thunder, with earthquake, with great noise, with storm and tempest, and the flame of devouring fire. We like to be visited by the Lord by uh, blessings and money and, and pats on the back, and, uh, but this is not what he says he's going to do. Not to these people. Point number two. Isaiah 29, 7 and 8 is a promise by God that all armies of the nations that come against Jerusalem will be destroyed. When Jesus comes to take over the kingdoms of this world, except a sixth part of them. Yes, God will judge, as we know in the book, The Science of Judgment. Those nations he allows to execute his judgment on other nations. Then when their cup of iniquity becomes full, he'll judge them. We know what's going to happen before Jesus comes out of heaven to do battle at the battle of Armageddon. He destroys five, six of the armies of the earth that come to fight against his people. He destroys them. And the multitude of all the nations that fight against Ariel, Jerusalem, even all that fight against her and her munition and that distress her shall be as a dream of a night vision. It shall be even as when a hungry man dreameth and behold, he eateth, but he waketh and his soul is empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreameth, and behold, he drinketh. But when he waketh, and behold, he is faint, and his soul hath appetite, so shall the multitude of all the nations be that fight against Mount Zion. You know, we can fight all we want against God. We can fight against his people. God allows, at times, other people to fight against us. But there is a day when they, too, will be held accountable for every deed done in the body. Andre Crouch, the song, Through It All, I Learned to Trust in Jesus. Everybody I've ever known that walks with mighty anointing has gone through very deep waters and they learn to trust in Jesus. They didn't like it? You don't like it. Frankly, God doesn't care. He doesn't care if you don't like it. He wants to kill you so Jesus can reign through you. Your husband might be sorry for you, but that doesn't mean God is. Now, God wishes you would obey him on his terms without being spanked, just like a parent does. I don't, I've never liked to spank my kids. But if you love your kids, you have to spank them. When they grow up to be adults, if they violate the law, society will hold them accountable. They might spend time in jail or prison. Does a parent still love them? Sure. Does God still love us when we're in disobedience? Yes. Does he wish we did not have to go through those troubles? Sure. But God will never force us to obey him. This is a choice because in eternity, he doesn't have any more time for rebellion. That rebellious spirit will die on earth in us or we'll never see heaven. He's not going to allow rebellion to continue in eternity. This is the choice we live on earth. Choose to stay who you will serve. If you want to look at the, some of the scriptures, talks about what God will do to the nations that fights against his people, Jerusalem. Ezekiel 39.2, Ezekiel 63.1-5, Joel 3, Zechariah 14.2, 2 Thessalonians 1.7-10, Jude 14-15, and Revelation 11.15, as well as Revelation 19.11-21. Point number three, Isaiah 29.9-14, explains the causes and reasons for their trial. Stay yourselves and wonder, cry you out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, has closed your eyes, the prophets and your rulers, the seers hath he covered. And the vision of all that is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. 
And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. Wherefore the Lord saith, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth, I love you. How many times have I heard that? Even in churches. Even in churches in the past that I have pastored. Yet people seem to make wrong choices. Their attitude isn't right. They don't want to listen. Oh, I serve God, but I don't want to listen. You don't serve God. He's placed that pastor in his representation, in his place. A violation of authority is a violation against God. God places people in authority on earth. He's not going to come back in the flesh and do it for them. He places those in authority to guard your soul, to raise you, to counsel you, to teach you, to correct you. And when you argue against him, you're arguing against God. Wherefore the Lord saith, for as much as his people draw me near to me with their mouth, with their lips to honor me, but have removed their heart from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Who do we serve? What are our choices? Therefore, behold, I'll proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and their understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Point number four, Isaiah 29, 15 through 16. Woe judgment on the hypocrite who tries to cover or hide their sins. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. And their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us? Who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, He made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed him, He hath no understanding? Again, woe or judgment on the hypocrite who tries to cover their sins. Point number five. Isaiah 29, 17 through 24. A promise of forgiveness and restoration as the lessons were learnt and healing given. You know, how long, how long do some things have to go? Just study the Bible and see how long. Some cases, 40 years in the wilderness. Some cases, the lessons were never learned and they died in the wilderness. Is it not yet a very little while and Lebanon shall turn into a fruitful field and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the terrible one is brought to naught and the scorner is consumed and all that watch for iniquity are cut off that make a man an offender for a word and lay a snare for him that proveth in the gate and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. Therefore, thus saith the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale or die. Many died when they were judged. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. You know, we've had whole classes in our Bible school on our tongue many times. Well, I'm not immoral. I'm not LGBT. I'm not a transgender. No, you're a big mouth. That behind closed doors, you talk against the pastor or anything else. And I, do you really study what God says he's going to do to you? It's as bad as a murderer. Or do you, you don't take the word of God seriously. As we learn, the city was besieged. The Assyrians raised up mounds outside the city gates to breach the walls. The Assyrian infantry would pound the city day and night with battering rams. This forced God's people to a place of moaning and groaning. And they wondered if their plight would ever end. This trial was so heavy that the people were broken by the battle and left with no strength but to whisper. Wow. Sometimes we go through deep, deep waters, deep, deep trials. This forced God's people to a place of moaning and groaning, and they wondered, will this ever end? The Assyrian army would pound the city day and night with battering rams. I'm telling you, if there's not a repentance throughout America, a great awakening, millions are going to die, and they're going to wonder if it's ever going to end. Isaiah's prophecy ended with hope that God would miraculously be faithful and deliver his people in his times. Point number six, many people feel their trial is endless and it will never stop. 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. 
Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you're partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you shall be glad also with exceedingly joy. When his glory shall be revealed, you shall be glad. When the joy of the Lord is radiant out of you because the flesh is killed in you, you shall be exceeding glad. Point number seven, Jesus tells a story of a woman who never gave up but cried day and night for justice until the judge finally avenged her for her persistence in bothering him. Luke 18, seven through eight. And it shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. And he spoke, Luke 1, 70 through 71. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which has been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Luke 1, 74 through 75, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. The Lord is promising us that no matter what is against us, no matter what is against us, he will deliver us. No matter what is against us, if we are truly one of his. The book of Revelation talks about the plagues of God, the judgment of God falling, two billion people dying, and still, instead of repenting, they shake their fist and curse at him. If we are really one of his, if we really examine ourselves, if we really repent, he will deliver us. The Bible says so clearly that judgment begins in the house of God. The church is going to experience a lot of persecution because the church right now is so evil, so immoral. They've twisted the word of God. God is not happy with the majority of churches. He's not happy with the majority of pastors. They have taken the place of God himself. When you twist the word of God, you think you're wiser than God or God is not wise. I can't imagine people so arrogant twisting the word of God and replacing it with your own philosophy or words. Well, I know the Bible says this, but I don't care. God helps you on judgment day. Did you hear me? God help you. You will care when you stand before him. The key is found in God's timing, not our schedule. God is doing a good work in us through our trials and tribulations, killing the old selfish man, including his doubts and unbeliefs, into a man of faith truly worthy to be called the son of God, walking in power and authority and healing the sick and doing miracles wherever we go. Isaiah 30, 18. And therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. God is preparing us for heaven. He's allowing the carnal man to continually die so the spiritual man can walk as Jesus did with power and authority and miracles. I want you to order my book, The Science of Judgment. Then I want you to go to my website and join Eagle Saving Nations and give us your very best love offering so we can stay on this local television radio station. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. 
This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man Can Turn Into an Intelligent Beast to Do Evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Now, I'm going to be speaking today on a subject that I don't think you've heard it too much. I don't know if I've Ever. In fact, I have never myself heard it preached, that title. But I'm going to speak on The Reckoning. The Reckoning. If you're a movie buff, you might get this. In the movie Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday told Texas Jack and Turkey Creek Johnson after Wyatt killed Curly Bill when they asked him why Wyatt was tracking down the people that murdered his brother. Quote, it's not revenge Wyatt Earp is after, but The Reckoning. Unquote. It's the reckoning, not vengeance, Doc Holliday said. There is a reckoning that we're going to face. Not vengeance, a reckoning for all deeds done in the body. Yes, the Bible warns there will be a reckoning for every person. Each person will have to give an account for every deed done in the body. Are you ready for that? Hebrews 9.27, And as it is appointed Unto men once to die, after that, the judgment. Once to die. Romans 10 through 12, chapter 14. Why dost thou judge your brother, or why dost thou set naught by thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to God so that every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Every one of us. In other words, why are we a hypocrite to other people? Don't we realize we're going to be judged ourselves? Now, a hypocrite is when we can't see that we are so filled with vanity and pride, we should give a little grace to our brother. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11 Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted by him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it is good or bad. Some people think they're getting away with things. Do we realize we are still going to give an account? It doesn't matter. I accept Jesus. That doesn't matter a bit. You're going to give an account. Is there any reward? Is there even heaven? God will judge. People like to have this felonious love and you don't have to worry about anything. That is not what your Bible says. Love, grace, goes into the deeds done in the body while there's time on earth to do something about it and repent. Because when grace is over, when love is over on earth, 
The judge gives an account. He judges you. How? According to the word of God. Grace is over. Now is the time. Today's gospel is not being preached. Again, I started today with our staff by talking about a church of cowards by Matt Walsh. It says a modern Christian believes that believing is enough to make him a Christian. This reduction in requirements has created a false identity, making Christians, but not according to the biblical term. In other words, Christ doesn't call him a Christian. The de-emphasis of obedience is a terrible thing because it de-emphasizes Christ's very life. To believe in Jesus is to believe in his teachings. He died on a cross. Yes, the world recognizes that. The Romans recognize that. The demons know that. But if you de-emphasize or reject the three years of his teaching, you are not a Christian. The Bible calls you a rebel. And the grace doesn't cover that. Grace does if we repent on earth and change our ways. We cannot continue to live in, let's say, adultery. Let's say fornication. Let's say homosexuality. These are sins that damn your soul if you don't repent on earth, as well as many others. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted by him. For we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that which he has done, whether it's good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in you. These scriptures years ago used to be preached. We don't want to preach it now. It's not love. What do you mean it's not love? This is love. Amen. We are going to be held accountable. There is a reckoning. Don't agree with this false theology being preached today. Point number one, the first resurrection is unique in that it has three successive phases. They commenced with Jesus' resurrection and will cultivate just prior to the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ. The first two phases have already occurred. The third is yet to come. It is commonly called a rapture. Note I did not say which rapture. The first phase took place when Jesus arose from the dead. He was the first fruit from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 20-23, But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that sleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. For every man in his order, Christ the firstfruit, after that, they that are Christ at his coming. Christ the firstfruit. The second phase occurred almost simultaneously with the resurrection of Jesus. It involved the Old Testament saints like Abraham, Job, Jacob, and the prophets who were reckoned righteous because they lived as though they anticipated the coming of the Messiah. In other words, they walked according to the word of God the laws of God, the morality of God, the values of God. They lived the scriptures. After being resurrected, they were seen walking the streets, the streets of ancient Israel, during the days prior to his ascension from the Mount of Olives. Those that were counted righteous in the Old Testament would have been righteous in the New Testament because they would have continued with the laws of God, the teachings of Christ, the scriptures. Matthew 27, 52 through 53. And the graves were open in many bodies of the saints which slept arose and out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now the third phase, the rapture, will take place post the great tribulation and immediately prior to the millennium. Okay, post the great tribulation. In other words, after it. Only Christians who live productive lives exemplifying the fruit of the Holy Spirit and experimental holiness, experiencing that holiness in your daily life will be included in it. Study the scriptures. The Greek word for the coming of the Lord is parousa. It is one and the same as the quickening rapture of believers who are to be with Jesus, delegated co-rulers over planet Earth. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye may sorrow, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe Jesus died and rose again, even so them also asleep in Jesus will again, God will bring them to life. For this we say unto you by the Lord of the Lord, that we may live a life and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. 
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of the God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall ever be with the Lord. So some will be alive on earth, rise up to meet the Lord, come back and have the joy of defeating five-sixths of the armies of the earth that fight God himself at Armageddon. Revelation 24 through 6. And I saw the thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God which had not, and those that had not worshipped the beast, neither his image nor his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Okay, the saints that have died will rise and be judged in the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. You've heard me say, I believe the martyrs will be those that also are ruling and reigning because they have paid the ultimate price. Uh, they were certainly counted worthy. Point number two, all three phases of the first resurrection will be completed before the millennial reign of Christ. All of its participants will stand before the judgment seat of God. Each will give an account for the manner in which he spent his life and the service that he rendered for the purpose of the kingdom. You know, I want to be in that first resurrection, standing before the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah, I'm going to give an account for the deeds done in the body, but I don't want to be standing at the great white throne judgment to be sentenced to the lake of fire. And not every Christian will be at this first resurrection. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted by him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it is good or bad. You know, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. Many people think that others are Christians and God's the one who judges. Let's hope they're living according to the scriptures and not just uh, like the demons. I know he died in a cross. I know he's real, but I can do what I want. You're not a Christian. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it's good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You know, people don't like these, these scriptures. Oh, love, love, love. God is dealing in love. He is not going to allow his heaven to be once again ruled by man and insurrection and rebellion. That person will not see heaven. We persuade men because of the terror of the Lord. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also made manifest in yours. Every man's works will be subjected to the fiery, penetrating gaze of Jesus, the righteous judge. Revelation 1.14, his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, his eyes were a flame of fire. Works of the flesh will be consumed as useless wood, hay, and stubble. But the fire from Jesus' eyes, works of the Spirit will be glistened as gold, silver, and precious stone in his sight. I mean, this is what the scriptures tell us. We can fool many people, we can fool pastors, but you're not going to fool God. It's not going to happen. You might fool your accountant. You might fool the IRS. You might fool the CPA. 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's works will be made manifest, for that day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall... Try every man's works of what sort it is. Why did you do it? If any man's works abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's works shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yes, so as by fire. The laborers will be commended by the measure of their rewards. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. 
And under one he gave five talents to another two, and another one to every man according to his ability, and he went on his journey. Then he that had five talents went and traded the same and made them another five. In other words, now he had ten. Likewise, he had two, gained another two. But he that had received one went and dug it in the ground, a hole, hid it, as long as the Lord of his servants cometh and reckoned with him. And after so, he had received five talents, came and gave the Lord another five. The one that had uh, two talents came and gave the Lord his increase. And the Lord said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he that which had one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast it there. And the Lord answered, you wicked, slothful servant, you knew that I reaped where I sowed not and gathered where I did not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore have put the money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine with usury. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to the other with ten. For every one that hath given shall be given, every one shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away that which he hath. And cast the unprofitable servant is utter darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord. Well, I'm a Christian. Are you? We'll find out. What are we doing with our time and our resources? Point number three, the second resurrection will occur at the close of the 1,000 year reign. This is called the great white throne judgment and will be primarily for those people now sentenced to the second death. It is called the second death because it follows the final resurrection from the dead. <clears throat> so the second resurrection will occur at the close of the 1,000 year reign. Revelation 20, 10 through 5, 15. And the devil that deceived him were cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and would be tormented day and night forever and ever. I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, from whose face and the heaven fled away, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever name was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Again, it's called the second death because the first death is whether you are alive or dead, but you did not have or did accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. During the millennium, people will be born. They have a chance to accept Christ or not. Also, those lukewarm Christians that did not make the rapture, those carnal Christians, they'll stand. Are they now numbered in the book of life? Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, and among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. James 5, 20. Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Matthew 8, 22. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Let the dead bury the dead. Some people have trouble with that saying. Here Jesus is saying, let the people who are physically dead be buried by those who are spiritually dead. Let the dead bury the dead. If you're too much in love with the things of this world, too carnal, go ahead. Serve yourself. You have the wrong priorities. The great white throne judgment will also judge those who lived as mortals during the millennium. I mentioned that. Subsequently chose to side with Satan in his attempt to usurp Christ's authority. Other people will now be judged for the possibility of escaping the second death as they had been born during the millennium or had not taken the mark of the beast during the tribulation. There will be a thousand years. And the Bible says, if we're counted worthy, we will rule with Christ and reign with him. 
Revelation 20, 7 through 15, and we're talking about ruling in a thousand years. Revelation 20, 7 through 15, when a thousand years were expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up and on the breath of the earth, compassed the camp of the saints abound in the beloved city and fire came down from heaven out of the heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them, no place to hide. You know, Andre Crouch, oh sinner man, where are you going to run to? Rocks aren't going to hide you. Caves aren't going to hide you. If you remember the song, he got it right from Scripture. Where are you going to run to? There's no place to hide. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. You know, it's so clear. But we, oh, love covers it. No, it doesn't. We are going to be judged. If you're truly born again, you won't be sentenced to the lake of fire. But God is going to see how you dealt with your talents he gave you, with your abilities. Did you do it for the kingdom or for yourself? Do you have anything to show for it? Whose ever name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image, receive his mark in his forehead, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out with mixture into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they had no rest day or night who worshiped the beast and his image, whoever receives the mark of his name. The great white throne judgment could also be for those carnal Christians who, whose level of carnality was sufficient enough to rob them of the rapture and bride membership. However, their carnality level was not high enough to send them to hell. You know, not everyone will escape. We need to be under the blood right now. We are entering into very hard and rough times. Just like in the days of Noah, the days of Jonah, where they preached and warned. Yet the majority would not believe until they fell by the sword or drowned. I believe with all my heart, millions of people are going to die in America before we see another great awakening. The Bible says the church is going to be judged first. This carnality, this pollution in the American church... This heresy, there is coming a mighty persecution against the American church. In America, without another great awakening, we are going to see tyranny, we're going to see imprisonment, we're going to see persecution, we're going to see death. In 85, in my first dream, after repenting of my pride, my hypocrisy, my unforgiveness of five years, part of the prophecy is I saw death lines in that first nighttime vision. Death lines. Apocalyptic events. I saw the heart of Christ broken. I said, why, Lord? He said, because my church is in love with the world more than me. I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. That was in 1985. It has only begun, gotten a lot worse than then. Will I find faith, Jesus said. Where are the pastors screaming about drag queens? If your pastor isn't saying anything, get out of that church. I'm talking to hopefully millions and millions of people watching. Are you foolish enough to attend a church where your pastor doesn't have the guts to represent Jesus Christ? 1 Peter 4.18 And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. May God richly bless you. Shannon? Great word tonight, Dr. Hansen. And we want to welcome any new listeners out there. I want to add something to the broadcast tonight. You know, if you look at the news right now, the two biggest news stories is the potential arrest of President Trump, which, you know, is just ridiculous. And then number two, TikTok. 
I'm sure you've seen the head of TikTok being brought before Congress. All these warnings about be worried about the Chinese. They're spying on you. Well, I don't deny that. Of course, the Chinese are going to do what they do. But I believe what the true story here is, Dr. Hansen, in a nutshell, is TikTok is a threat to the fascists in power right now who stole the last election and want to repeat again in 2024. The reason I'm mentioning TikTok is I've been watching the news like everybody else. And TikTok is being told either you sell the TikTok to an American company or we're potentially going to ban you from use in America. And I got to thinking, what's really going on here? And I think the truth of it is, is uh, TikTok's been demonized because Facebook nor YouTube can compete, number one, with what's called the TikTok shorts. They've tried. They just can't do what TikTok did. TikTok is really genius in, in what they've done. And also, you got Facebook hemorrhaging from the failure of their big push to go to Meta. That whole Meta world just died. It hasn't been embraced by anybody. I repeat, all this heat on TikTok is not only to eliminate the competition of Facebook, who we know is in bed with the NSA and CIA, deep state, gave a reported $500 million to stop Trump and stop truthers. It's clearly controlled, and its users can be censored or deplatformed. We know that for a fact. In fact, I just Monday came off my three-month strike on Channel 6 of YouTube. So, you know, we know what the government has done with Twitter. Elon Musk has revealed the Twitter files where all these government agencies could simply say to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, deplatform this one, you know, shut them down. Well, they can't do that with TikTok because the Chinese are in control of it. The fact of it is the NSA spies on everyone. We've known that since the revelations of Edward Snowden 13 years ago. All of our communications are intercepted in real time, stored, run through. The AI can scan it. They're making lists, probably for a future roundup, a red balloon list, and worrying about the Chinese CCP. That's a moot issue. Since our last program, Dr. Hansen, even Tucker Carlson came out and said his Signal app, which was supposed to be an encrypted way that people can talk and have private conversations, that was hacked by the NSA. And they found out that he wanted to go and interview Putin, and they shut him down on that. So, listen, if the NSA can crack his signal account, they're cracking everything else. What are we worrying about the Chinese for? Snooping on us? It's really hypocrisy. I said all that to say this. They may ban TikTok in America because I don't think the Chinese are going to turn it over. But I believe TikTok represents the greatest opportunity for reaching listeners that has ever existed. And to close my statement the other day, I went back in and I opened my TikTok account, which I haven't used in over a year. And I just did a little test. I got on there and I began to do a little King James Bible study. And I was only on there about seven minutes, Dr. Hansen, an account that has had no activity for over a year. I had 495 people just pop in and they were listening. And that's nothing compared to what others are saying. You know, they're getting 30,000 people to tune in. And I'm thinking, you know what? I can say whatever I want over here. The likelihood of getting deep platform and TikTok is a lot less than YouTube or Facebook. And really, the bottom line is people are listening. All these other social media platforms out there, with the exception of YouTube, are pretty much duds. We'll stream on Facebook and get two people to tune in. Good grief. YouTube, it's not as strong as it used to be. But TikTok is just crazy. Everybody has went over there. It's the best social media platform out there. No wonder that the competition wants to shut it down because Facebook is dying. TikTok is growing. I think it could be the greatest harvest field of all time for not only World Ministries, but Omega Man. And I do also, in closing, advocate, I wouldn't put TikTok on your main phone because, yes, the software will go and try to gather all the data it can. So get you a burner phone or, in my case, an old iPad. I took everything off there just running TikTok alone on there, and you're okay. And, you know, if they get your data, what's new? Everybody else has got it too, so what are we worrying about? But I'm going to begin next week to launch the program, in addition to these other platforms, on TikTok, and I'm excited when I saw 495 people tune in. I mean, you know, that gets me excited, and I know that that's just the beginning of the potential out there. Billions are using it. So I think we use every tool we can while we can because at some point in time, they're probably going to pull the whole Internet. And, you know, and then it's uh, we're going back to cassette tapes. Back to you. Well, I totally agree with you, Shannon. I've been using TikTok myself. Uh, I've heard the arguments against it, but they trust our government anymore. Well, I don't. The CIA, the FBI, they're all corrupt. 
We know the last election was stolen. I mean, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all of them censor. So I've never agreed with those that say, oh, don't trust TikTok. Well, I'm on TikTok. I think it is a tool that we can use for the gospel, just like the others. And so I've never had the fear that I've heard other people have. I don't see it. I see it as a great opportunity. If we're going to have fear, then what are we doing with even a cell phone? Other than a lack of knowledge, people perish and a lack of common sense. So why don't you get off Facebook? Why don't you get off YouTube and every other thing that's controlled by our government? And they're a lot greater enemy to you and I right now than the Chinese. So the Chinese are not as much of an enemy as our own government. If we are persecuted by the Russian and the Chinese, it's because of the corruption of our government that opened the door that now we're being judged by them as a tool that God is using. I totally agree with you, Shannon. I'll tell you, these are, if we want to use the word the last days, so to speak, we need to use the time we have left. I believe we could say the last years because we're certainly not through the tribulation by any means and a question mark if it's even started. We are going to see a lot of trouble before the second coming of Jesus Christ. The church needs to wake up. It needs to be ready. And we need to use what we can use right now. Now, Donald Trump, I don't know if you've heard it, but again, the New York attorney general, he just backed off on everything, said out of an extensive investigation, we're not going to charge him. Again, Donald Trump himself came out and blasted with truth a few days ago what they intended. They did intend, but they backed off it. I think when they saw reality that it's going to go very bad for those that are trying to use this erroneous accusation that should have gone nowhere from the start. So you've got real felony crimes with people in Congress right now and with previous presidents that they're ignoring. And we know they're felony crimes. They know they're crimes that should have them arrested. We're having a two type of government system right now in America as far as justice. And everybody can see that. Just for the record, I believe Donald Trump will be the next president in 2024. Am I prophesying it? No, I'm basing it on what I believe scripture is indicating. I believe he's going to be the next president. That doesn't mean he's going to end well. I'll go over that another day. We are in desperate trouble right now, and the church has to arise. Like my message said, without another great awakening, we're in deep trouble. We are going to see civil war. We're going to see an invasion. We're going to see, again, our enemies attack us. The only thing that's going to stop the church from being persecuted is another great awakening. Amen. You know, you mentioned President Trump. I was contemplating that today, and that's great news. I wasn't aware that they just dropped all those charges. That's awesome. I think it was just a farce. I believe if Trump would choose DeSantis as his running mate, or even Tulsi Gabbard, who left the Democratic Party and encourage others to do so, he can certainly win the popular vote. But of course, we need to pray for him because he still needs to overcome Operation Hammer and Scorecard version 2 and Dominion Software. Well, I tell you, he overwhelmingly uh, won the last presidential vote. So the whole thing was stolen. That's what we have to be concerned with, that we have a more fair election the next time around. Because he overwhelmingly won. That's just for the record. We could go into that in depth, and I have gone on it in depth. In fact, we put our new YouTube up because the previous one was yanked off. They didn't follow the three-strike policy. I said, hey, I'm supposed to have three strikes. We put in an appeal. They said, it's COVID. You get no appeal. And so they yanked us off by the thousands of programs, subscribers, everything. So we're on our second one, and I I just got another strike, the second strike. I think it was yesterday, Shannon, something we said in a prayer, and they didn't like that because we mentioned forced vaccinations. Yeah, we're under censorship right now in Facebook and YouTube. If a person's afraid of TikTok, you better close your YouTube and Facebook. Well, you know what? I think it's time for WMI Channel 3, and if I have to do Channel 7, so be it. I did find out that you can live stream and pretty much say what you want. But if you know you're going to hit those trigger words, which I do a couple times each week, I just delete the live broadcast after the fact that I'm one step ahead of the AI. It's pitiful that we've got to worry about that, but that is the level of censorship today. And it'll get worse if people don't stand the gap and begin to pray for this nation and repent. 
On a lighter note, did you hear the news in the Netherlands that was trying to shut down 2,000 farms and they wanted to start culling the cattle, that the farmers rose up and they took control of the Senate over there? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I wish the farmers could take control of not only our Congress, but take control over Trudeau in Canada. I mean, that guy has put his nation under pure communism. Big time. Oh, my goodness. He needs to go. I want to thank you for letting me be part of this broadcast today. Dr. Hansen, if someone wants to sign up and become a Eagle Saving Nation member and also support WMI for TV and radio and general funds, how can they do that? They can telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that's 360-629-5248, and they could make donations right over the phone with our operators. We take all credit cards. They could write to us, just send a check, address it to WMI, and then on your envelope, put it out to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Stanwood is spelled S-T-A-N-W-O-O-D. Also, my website. We have PayPal, we have Zelle. If you're going to send it to us on Zelle, put it at warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. G. And our website has a tremendous amount of information, pastoral articles twice a month going clear back into the 1990s. We have radio and television, podcast, seven days a week, tremendous programs you would find there with professionals. If, again, they would like to join, and I, I hope by the millions they would join, Eagle Saving Nations, just click on the website, again, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations and subscribe. We've got to get into the national stadiums, NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums, civic centers. We've got to have another great awakening. Only God can stop this insanity from the church, which will be persecuted if we don't stop it. Politics isn't going to stop it, I guarantee you. Judgment's going to fall regardless who we put into office. It doesn't matter who you put into office. The most conservative people, let me tell you, even the Republicans now have accepted homosexuality. doesn't matter if we've taken the Senate, the House, the Supreme Court, and the White House, the executive. Judgment is going to fall. Millions are going to die unless we have another great awakening. Again, a great awakening can stop the Republic from falling into pure communism. Again, you put in conservatives, you can delay the republic from falling, but judgment will fall unless we repent of homosexuality, transgenderism, LBGTQ, unless we repent of these sins of abomination, cohabitation, adultery, fornication. Judgment is going to fall. We've got to have another great awakening. We've got to get into the stadiums and allow the people of God to be touched with Pentecost, just like Peter was. You know, Shannon, the disciples were pathetic failures before Pentecost. They talked, they gossiped, they lied, they ran, they hid. When Pentecost came down, then the same people rose with power and authority, no fear and intimidation, and they all became martyrs, except for John dying on Patmos. Yet he went through a lot of persecution because of his stand. Let me tell you, we need to have power and authority that only comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People that are trying to speak and teach and move without the baptism of the Holy Spirit are sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. They change the word of God. They don't speak the truth. They don't stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't come against sins of abomination because they're trying to protect their reputation or their business or their pride pride so they keep their mouth shut so they're not criticized. We've got to have another great awakening through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Eagle saving nations, that's what it's all about. You can become an eagle $50 a year or $22 a month or $220 a month. We've got to have millions joining because it takes millions of dollars to get into the NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums, etc. to have people to staff and coordinate and organize. People, help me now. Time is running out. Once again, my website, www.worldministries.org. Shannon. 
powerful word tonight. Would you like to close us in prayer, Dr. Hanson? Father God, I want to thank you for Shannon Davis. Dear God, I've known him a long time. He has stood strong and tall and doesn't compromise. And I bless him in the name of Jesus. Bless his program, OmegaManRadio.com, dear God. Help World Ministries International, the warning program, Lord. As we're out seven days a week, Lord, we have our enemies. They either love or hate, and that's what they did to you. You said clearly, if they hate me, they'll hate you. If they persecute me, they'll persecute you, unless you're compromising. Continue to protect us and bless us and help us to get your gospel out. We do thank you for the opportunity, Father God, to get in to another 300 million homes in April. We thank you for that opportunity. And Father God, let us continue to go forth. We need people to support us. We're $50,000 behind the eight ball. In other words, we didn't meet budget. And we've got to have people supporting us. We've got to have people joining Eagle Saving Nations. We need another great awakening. Now bless your people all over the world that are listening right now. Bless them, encourage them, strengthen them as they become part of the army of God to help us bring revival, a great awakening throughout the nations. We say thank you all. Bless them again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Dr. Hanson and WMI. God bless you, Shannon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.